Hey, what's up guys? Mark here from the State of Grind. I'm really sorry it's been a while since I posted uh, another episode. I have been having a lot of technical difficulties and I had the choice of fixing it or um, making more sales at work and I just decided to really do that because it's the field I'm in. It's what I chose to do. It's how I make a living. Um, but I came across a, a fix for my microphone and my software and I'm back up and running so you know what we're just gonna pick up like we never left uh, and I do have a pretty uh, interesting episode today something that I actually experienced and I went through myself over the last two weeks all right in this episode <clears throat> I'm gonna give you the inside tips on what to do when car shopping now a little bit of my background I'm a finance manager for a large auto company, the largest in Ontario, and surprisingly, we sell cars over the phone, sight unseen, and, uh, and basically, I just know the tricks to how to get deals done and what car buyers should look for. So this episode is specifically for you if you're looking for a new car and you don't want to get ripped off by the dealer, or if you're planning to buy one down the road and just to have that background knowledge. So first things first, the most important part is credit. Now, what is credit? Credit is your rating with different bureaus that basically track how financially savvy you are, how sound you are. Um, for example, if you have a streak of changing jobs all the time, that does impact your credit score. If you change addresses, it does impact your credit score. Credit score is more than just paying back debts. It's a timeline of how stable you are, whether it be income, whether it be um, address, or whether it just be paying back your debts. So first things first, credit. Before you look into financing a car, take a look at your credit. Is your credit poor? Is it good? Is it amazing? Uh, there are a couple of different things that make up your score, um, but the average score you wanna look for before buying a car is 700. 650 to the 700 range so that you can actually get a low interest rate. Now, why is credit important? Credit is important because if you have a low credit rating, that generally means you can't pay back your debts. People don't trust you to pay them back. So you might get an approval, but your interest rate will be very high. It'll actually reflect how trustworthy you are. When you look at interest rates online, you'll probably see 0.99% or 2.99% on brand new units. What the hell does that even mean? Okay. Those rates are specifically for those that have great credit, have never really missed any payments and have access to money and are pretty reliable with their debts and repayment. Now, don't worry if your credit's not great, there are some other options to you. Um, and I, I wanna talk about a few. The first option, if your credit isn't great is simply to wait, save up, avoid buying a car if your credit score isn't good. 
focus your money, your time, your effort on building that score up because let me tell you, I've been doing this for a while and if you have a bad score and you come across a, an unfortunate life situation, you're, you're screwed. You'll have no access to money and your situation will just compound and get worse and worse. So if you're not in the right situation, don't buy a car. Don't buy a car if you don't need it. Suffer the transit, uh, anything you can until you build it back up because I've seen so many situations where people with bad credit, but they just want a car and they insist on it. And a car would end up really costing about 12,000, now ends up costing closer to 30, 40,000 just, just based on their approval. And I don't think people should be wasting their money like that. I think there are a lot of better options for your extra money. And a car just isn't one of those if you're not ready. Now let's say not buying a car is not an option. You absolutely need it. I would actually recommend step number two to be purchase a beater car outright. If you have $500, $1,000, $2,000, and it can be safetyed for everything that you have cash or um maybe very minimal financing, maybe like $1,000 financed, do that. Because I can't tell you how many times people come in, they absolutely need a car and then they finance something that's fairly new and they end up paying for it over the next five, six, seven years. So if you can buy it cash and pay what it needs to get safety, as long as it's not over a thousand, maybe 1.5, just do that. Buy a car from friends, family, put an ad on Kijiji, that's one of the best routes if your credit score is not the best. Now let's say your credit score isn't the greatest and you don't have a lot of money to put aside, rather you don't have anything. Then if it's absolutely needed, I would look for the absolute cheapest car you can, something in the $4,000, $5,000 range and finance that over two years, okay? Your payments shouldn't be too crazy. That car will last you to get around through, uh, it'll actually last you about the two years, it'll get through winter, might be some repair costs, but that's way more than, um, that's way less than what you would be paying overall. Now, once you've been paying off that car for a year, two years, and you've been taking a look at your credit, paying back some of your debts, this is where lenders will start to trust you. They will start to gain faith and you'll start getting lower interest rate offers. Now, if you're coming from subprime, and let me backtrace a little bit, subprime means um, non-prime, which is banks are still conditional on you. You can't get anything you want, so you'll typically see rates of 9.9%. Um, if you are subprime in that 9.9% range, that's where you can start to build up towards prime by either applying for a line of credit, credit card, building that credit up slowly. And though it's not the best rate, it's still better than being at the 15, 20, 25%, even 30% loans I see on a daily basis for some of my clients. 
Now let's say your credit is great, you have no issues getting financing. Let's talk interest rates. Now interest rates are kind of interesting. Ah, look what I did there. Punny. <laughs> but on a, on a serious note, interest rates can dramatically affect the total amount financed. Um, the bottom line cost, basically. It can change a $10,000 car into a $20,000 car. Um, and that makes a massive difference. You're paying twice as much for something you actually expected a much lower cost on. Needless to say, it's an extremely important factor. Now, what should you look for when talking about interest rates? I'm gonna assume that you're prime. Prime means under 7.99% interest rate offers. Um, if you're prime, you generally want to go for something reasonable. Don't go for a fancy car unless that's obviously in your budget. You have enough disposable income. Um, in terms of interest rates specifically, the rate range you want to target is 4.99. Now, some people will listen to this and be like, what the hell? That's too high. I can get 3.99% on my line of credit or my HELOC. If you can get 3.99%, do it. Go for that. You're saving money. And that's specifically if you're buying a used car. If you can pay 3.99%, you don't need to listen to this because you have access that a lot of people don't have access. This episode is for um, people that are just financing car directly under their name, not with a HELOC or a line of credit. Um, so one question I get is, hey Mark, I see this dealership offering 0% interest rate or 1.9% or 2.9%. They're beating the interest rates you can offer. They're beating my line of credit rate. Why is that? Now here's a trick. When dealerships offer 0% financing or stupid low interest rates like 2.99%, they're not getting that out of nowhere. They're simply subtracting the 2% from the 4.99% to bring it down to 2.99, they're raising the cost of the vehicle up so that they're still making um, the money in the front end of the car. And you think you're a wiser consumer by getting a massive discount when in fact they're just marking it up. It's called buying down the rate. It's something dealers do all the time just to appease customers that are interest rate sensitive. You're not being smarter by doing this. It's the dealer's making their money somewhere. The bank's got to get paid. The dealer pays the bank with that money. They just upcharge to you and everyone's happy at the end of the day. So the typical interest rate you want to target is 4.99. And if you can get lower, do that. And that's usually through other means. And just be, um, be conscious of what prices the vehicle's selling at because you want to make sure they're not marking the price of the car up in the interest rate they're offering you. The third tip I want to mention when buying a car. Now, when buying a car, if you're not buying it cash and you decide to go the financing route, that's great. Um, you'll have a paid loan to show for it and you'll build that credit history. Now, one thing I recommend that not a lot of people do is something very similar to what I said in the past with saving up a down payment. When buying a new car, 
you typically want to do an affordability test on yourself. Typically, I recommend, recommend a down payment of 10 to 20% before purchasing the car. This helps do a number of things. It helps reduce, um, it helps reduce the overall cost of financing because you don't want to pay a massive amount of interest on the taxes. Something that a lot of people really consider. You might get a low interest rate or you might be financing over a long period of time, but you're going to be financing the taxes and the overall cost of the vehicle. So that down payment will really go a long way in saving you a couple thousand, uh, a couple thousand of dollars from simple tax interest rate savings. And it's just another factor that not a lot of people consider. If you're going to be a smart consumer, make that 20% down payment, 10% down payment, um, whatever you can afford. And um, it'll really go a long way with helping you with payments down the road and just giving you peace of mind that you're not overspending for something. Now, fourth piece of advice. I think this is actually the most important piece of advice I can give. Now, if you decide to finance a car, pay close attention to the term you're financing the vehicle for. Now, what is the term? The term is how long it takes you to pay back that loan. Typically, it can range from 48 to 84 months. Now, if you're financing a brand new vehicle, you really want to target a 60 month financing term. You don't want to have a car looming over your head for six, seven years because that eats out of your, uh, your expendable income and you'll really be paying a lot more for it because interest over that period of time is just gonna be nuts and you're gonna be paying interest on the taxes, interest on the interest, and you're just gonna be stuck in this debt snowball and cars typically tend to break down after the six or seven year mark and you really don't wanna be stuck paying for the car plus paying for repairs and going through a ton of bullshit, so just be conscious of the term you're financing for and target something in the range of 48 to 60 months if you can and if you can't evaluate if you can really afford the car and that goes on to my next tip you have to ask yourself whether or not you can afford the vehicle that is extremely important can you afford your car I cannot tell you how many times customers come to me and say, hey, this is what I can pay. And I'll be like, okay, but can you afford it? Sometimes I really don't just wanna to make a deal. I wanna make sure it's something you can actually afford. Sometimes customers will come to me and say, hey, I bought this car two years ago. My payments are this. I can't afford it. I wanna lower it. And that's something you really shouldn't do after you get the car. Your best thing is to just pay it off. But before getting into the loan, you need to ask yourself this one question. Can I afford it? And afford doesn't simply mean, do I have this much money at the end of the month that I can put towards a car? No, no, no. It means if I make this payment, will it affect my life in any major way? 
will I still have enough for my lifestyle? Will I still have enough for investing? Will I still have enough for my family? You have to ask yourself these questions because I see it all too often where people will pay 700 a month for a car disguised in um, two, two or sorry, 320 bi-weekly or whatever, and they're okay with it, but they're not taking into account other costs such as insurance, gasoline. I've even seen people pay 400 a month for a car and then at the end of the month, they're still paying $1,000 towards that car. $1,000 towards a vehicle is a lot of money at the end of the year. And you don't see it because sometimes it can be disguised as costs that come later, such as gas, which you don't see right off the bat. Or insurance. Some people are paying on average 300, 350 a month for insurance. Incidental costs, accident costs, if you have to repair anything. There are regular routine maintenance costs that come into play when owning a vehicle. So figure out what your overall cost of the vehicle will be and take a look at your budget. See if you can really afford it. And if you can't, either take a look at a cheaper option that you can actually safely afford and save up, or take public transit. There's no shame in it. And that's really what I wanted to go through today. It's just because I see it so often where people get crazy car loans and they don't know what they're doing. I just want to spread some some love and some information out here. This episode was a little bit different than how I normally do things. Um, I wanna kinda start to have new episode topics where I just talk about life skills, things that were not really taught in school like taxes, high finance, different topics, and some storytelling in here as well. But I wanna talk about things that really have an impact on our lives that you can use. And it, the overall theme of this show is still simple advantages to give you a head start one step at a time little advantages that really compound and make your life a lot better and i just want to throw some of these episodes in here let me know what you think um reach out to me at state of grind podcast at gmail.com i'll respond to everyone and until next time i love you all i believe in you all stay grinding